Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barra Show. I'm your host, Kim Barra. And on today's episode, we have Mr. Greg Martell join us from CarShare. Now, if you've ever wondered, how do people actually create leverage with things that they own that might be a liability? This is an episode you will not want to forget. Now, in this episode, we dive into not only all the areas on how you can actually make money from just having a car, but we actually also jump into how do they identify their market? How do they find their customers before anyone else, which is hugely, hugely powerful. So you are not going to want to miss this one. But until then, we're just about to jump into the show. And if you need help marketing your business, marketingmogul.com.au. We've got you covered. Until then, let's jump into it. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you making the time. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, I always like to start the podcast the same way every time, which is, Greg, if I met you at a party and we were chatting and I said, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? Our go-to answer would be we're, we're providing another way for um, Americans and Canadians and, and Europe, well, I guess Europeans down the road to have another income stream that they, that they don't have right now that is a liability. So we're, we basically create like a, I would say a platform for people to take a liability and turn it into an income stream. So we, we basically teach people that you have in your driveway, what you basically up to a thousand to three or $4,000 a month of revenue sitting there. So we're, I, I think our added value to people is just teaching them that they could use some of the tools that they have right now to be able to have more financial freedom. Love that. And so for the listeners, when obviously they would have picked up a little bit about what you do in the introduction, but let's unpack that a little bit because what you guys are doing is like, it, it seems like you're kind of taking the best of a whole lot of worlds and meshing it all together. Do you want to unpack that a little bit for us? And, and how did you come up with the idea? Yeah. So I'm, I've been in the mortgage industry for almost 20 years now. So understanding people's financial situations and understanding you know, when people are trying to approve for their first home or their second or third home, and they, they don't qualify quite for their the mortgage that they want to have for their dream home. And they have you know a massive car payment of $700 a month or collectively between two people could be up to $1,800 a month is the average uh, US household for car payments. It's just under $1,800 a month. So teaching people how to be able to take the ability of a vehicle that sits 22, 23 hours a day in the driver at work and be make it work for you while it's just, instead of just sitting there, it could be rented for an hour or two or three during the day while you're at work. It could be rented at night by an Uber driver, whatever that is. And your car could be working for you and making you, pay, making the mortgage payment for you or actually paying itself off at least and maybe even paying a rent. Mm, I love that. So it's like, it's, it's almost like a, that's why I like it. It was like a super hybrid model of a whole bunch of other ideas out there that no one else has really kind of like meshed together. Well, that I've seen definitely obviously over, over here in Australia, definitely nothing that we've seen like that over here, but even traveling around in the US uh, and Canada are also like nothing that I've seen over there of recent years. Obviously the last two years, I haven't been anywhere. So haven't been out to tell, but how did you look? So once you came, once that you kind of had that realization they've, they've got this excess that they're paying all the time and they're not really utilizing it. Like what was your first sort of like proof of proof of concept or, or, uh, or idea around that? Cause a lot of people might have an idea like this and then like, they just never do anything with it. So like, what were your first couple of steps that you took to get this uh, off the ground? Well, I think uh, personally I have a rental portfolio of um, a, few, a few houses and a uh, condo and I was using Airbnb for my, for, 
for a lot of the rentals I had. So the concept of Airbnb when it first came out, I was like, oh, wow, I don't know if I would actually want to have my house rented and have strangers in my house. And now the belief system and the behavior pattern is completely shifted for people where they're looking to buy actual rental properties strictly to Airbnb it. So I figured that the barrier of entry in cars is much less than a home. So people who want to start creating passive income or an- another income besides their, their primary, they can use their car to do so. And it doesn't cost, you can, you can get cars with zero down, you can get cars, you can pay, you know, finance, put half of it down, but it's very minimal amount. So you can have multiple cars. So I started with one car on, you know, with, with two or three different competitors. And, and what happened was had the idea kind of came up was my car got stolen from my house. I just moved into here in, in Orange County. Long story short, it was a brand new car and I, I lost the money driving it off the, the, the lot, which is about 20, 25% brand new car, just driving it off the lot. You've lost that kind of that, that depreciation right off the bat. And then it got stolen. And then what's worse than getting your car stolen is getting your car stolen and then having it come back a day before uh, the threshold of getting paid out. And getting, getting it back damaged. So now I have like $30,000 of damage in the car. So I, I just traded the car back into where I bought it, took the hit and got a, another car that was kind of a little bit fancier, put a, little, a loan on it. And then I rented it out when I was going back to Canada and I was leaving it in the US. And I, the first month I made, I netted $4,000 after my car payment and, and, uh, and insurance. I was like, wow. So I did it again the next month. I should get another car. So then I got an SUV. And I netted like 4,500 and then plus 4,000. So now I was sort of figuring out if I can get an average uh, net income of two or $3,000 per car and get up to now I have up to 32 cars. So I'm collecting over $180,000 in gross monthly income on my cars. And, and that income is right around, you know, 80, 90 or 100,000. So a month. So it's, it's the ability to do that. And for someone who wants to still get into their rental portfolio, it's a great way to start saving for a down payment too. If you want to get a down payment for a house or a rental property, you have to come up with a significant down payment. In Australia, the prices there are still pretty significant where you are. I mean, you have to come up with a large down payment to be able to get a primary residence or even, even more for a rental property. So to be able to have this, this uh, little income stream come in on a regular basis, you can get to that, that goal much quicker than conventional. And so how did you like manage... Like once you started getting people coming in, like how did you manage to find people to rent it? Like what was the strategy that you had to go, well, I've got this car. People need to, need to drive cars. Like how did you first go about finding the audience? That's a great question. So behavior pattern of a renter, somebody who rents a car, it's not, it's very, very easy to have them rent a nicer car through someone else's like a peer-to-peer car sharing platform. But the biggest challenge is changing behavioral patterns. So someone's behavioral pattern who owns a car to make them turn into a host where they want to list their car, that's the behavior pattern you have to shift. And that, that takes a lot of time and money. So fortunately, there's other competitors in, in the industry that have come out more rental renter face. So they're more of a rental car company and peer-to-peer, but we're more like host-driven and, and more customer service-driven. And we, we have a lot more value and we, we bring a lot more to the table when it comes to authenticating our driver and our host. So we're not getting a lot of insurance claims and damage to the cars. We're, we go through a very a vigorous point of inspection, um, background checks, and within seconds, we get that right away for the people. So it happens pretty quickly. But the main thing is we, we, there's a lot of, it's very easy to list your car and have people rent it because there's so many people looking for rental cars and there's shortages in some areas of town. So if you go into Southern California, convertible two-seater, it's hard to find that a budget rental car. They have like sedans, they have Ford, like a Ford, Ford Focus or the Explorers, but they have like a two-seater Porsche 911 that 2017 that rents for 99 bucks a day. 
that's almost as much as a tourist. So it's, it's, it, it just, you know, they rent three days a month, right? So it's, there's a unique car, there's a unique algorithm for what car does the best in certain cities in the US and in Canada. So you're not going to have that convertible in, in the wintertime in Ohio do very well, right? So you got to know the areas. We also provide a car calculator for your particular, you know, your geofenced area. And it actually gives that, it has enough artificial intelligence to spit out specific vehicles that would do best in your area. I love that. Yeah, so using the, the technology for the benefit because, yeah, I assume if everyone's just like, as you say, if they've got a, a car but it's not going to do well in that area, it makes sense obviously to not have that listed versus the you know, the convertible in, in California, which everyone wants. So exactly. for, for, the, for the host, the people that have the vehicles, for them – as you mentioned, like, so how does the process work? And again, I, I might be ignorant to this being over here in Australia, not being outside of the country for a, a year or two. But how, did, like, because obviously Airbnb makes sense. They've got the lockbox on the wall. You go up, you put the pin combination and you get the key, you're in the house. They have your details and away you go. How does it work for the cars? So, um, first of all, you download the app, just like you do with Airbnb, and you get, you get authenticated through the app like Airbnb. And then you have a choice of what vehicles you want to select, what city you're going to. You select the vehicle, say you're going to Las Vegas or you're going to Dallas, or you're going to Orange County or San Diego or LA, you pick a city, you select the car you want to, you want to, you want to work with. It tells you what availabilities or if you want to take a Ferrari, you want to take a, a Ford Explorer, you have the option to pick whichever vehicle you like. It's available at that particular time. And then as soon as you, you get authenticated for that, as soon as you're authenticated, you get to select any car you want. And then as soon as you book the trip, just like Airbnb, the host approves it or gives an auto approval. And depending if you're landing at the airport or you're getting delivered at, like we have a lot of locals that just rent the cars for the weekends that live in the area because they, they, they want to have the ability to have a nice car or they have nice cars and they actually rent them out and they want other cars because they don't have cars left. What, what we do basically is you can, you can, depending what model the car is, eventually it'll be like this moving forward with all of our cars. You can walk up to the car, put your hand on it and it gives you like a facial recognition. The car will open. There's other, the app, some cars we use right now, just the app opens the car. And then what you do is you check in through the car, just certain photos you have to do. So you have like a damaged AI that goes through the car and make sure the car is the way it is now it has to be brought back that same way. So you take certain pictures of the vehicle. I believe it's like 14 on the outside and like I think eight or 12 on the inside, depending if it's like a three, a third row vehicle or not. And then you're off and you're, you're there. And we bring the car back, you take the photos again. And then when the host comes back or you meet, typically what, what typically happens is like some Airbnb still have where the host meets, meets the renters at the property, hands them the key, shows them around a little bit. That's an option too. That's more conventional today with most people. They still want to have the ability to do that. So that's, that's kind of how it works. It just, it's just pretty simple when you, sh you show up and we deliver cars at the airport where you come out of your plane, come out of, your, out of the airport where you're, you got your luggage and the car is sitting right there for you. So dropped off, right? To pick, like you're picking out, getting picked up someone. We just hop out, do a quick walk around with the vehicle and the person's off with the vehicle. So they love that part. Yeah, that would, I can imagine that would be pretty attractive when you're going to different places and just being able to drop, jump straight in because even now with the likes of Uber and all of the this and all the different ride-sharing apps, it's like even when you get to a place, you've still then got to wait around once you arrive and you never know when your bag is going to come out in time. So you try and book it and then you wait and then it's like another 20 minutes now, you've got to wait for someone to get yeah. you versus being able to jump straight in to that car. Like that that kind of makes sense to me from if I if I was traveling around because it's like the last thing you want to do when you've had a long flight or even a short flight is now just wait around. It's like cool, let me let me get going. So I think that's uh, that that's really cool. 
And yeah, as yeah. You, me- you mentioned earlier, like you, you obviously have like, what were some of the things you put in place? Cause you mentioned that like, obviously a lot of uh, car rental companies have the big issues with insurance damages and whatnot as well. What were some of the things that you guys kind of identified as, uh, as points to maybe like vet your, uh, the, the drivers as they came through to avoid some of those issues? Yeah. Well, we, we don't really give away exactly what we do because we, we do, course, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we do like a facial recognition, you do a facial recognition. And we, and we also, when you start putting your information, like your email and into cell phone you're using, we cross, we cross verify the cell phone to make sure it's not a rent, like it's not a burner phone. We make sure that yeah, the email, right. it's how long the email has been in use for. And then we have a, a bunch of varied varieties of stuff, variety of stuff that we do to soft credit pull. And we do just stuff that makes all of it together gives you like, gives us like an internal score. And then internal score gives us the ability to rate the driver as far as how much of a deposit they'd have to come up with and so on. And then if you're with us for like, we have a lot of our drivers have been with us for a while and they have their own internal score. So we also have like a, a mechanism in the vehicle that records the car, not so much the, in, nothing to do with the inside, but just some cars, high-end cars have record, like uh, dash cams pointing outside of the vehicle just for accidents and stuff like that. We also have like a device inside the vehicle that tracks tracks where they're going and we could put like if someone takes a Ferrari to a track, we would know right away. If someone's speeding and going over a, a, like excessive speeding, like over hundred miles an hour, like for over 30 seconds, they get a, they get like a notification to slow down when they, when they stop their car, they, we tell them to slow down. And, and after like two or three notifications that we, we can take the car back. So ideally we could put like a geo fence around the car. We could also put like, we could see where the car is at certain times and know that if someone tries to steal the car, it's, there's a GPS in the system, and in addition to the factory GPS that we put in, that shows where they are, how fast they're going, and, and etc. Any harsh braking, any harsh acceleration, all that that data that data happens to track everything. And we also had an accident in August where someone in Hollywood drove into a house, believe it or not, and we got the exact speed of, the, of the, where he was going. It was at two o'clock in the morning. The police got to see everything in the car, where the car was, how fast they're going, in, in like residential streets, and drove right into a house, believe it or not. And uh, the person survived, thank God. And but the car was stuck in the house for, I'd say, probably six weeks because of COVID and because of uh, the structural damage to the house. They didn't know if the house would just collapse. So the beauty of that is that we get to understand everybody's like kind of like history. So over time, the more data we collect and say you, as an example, say it's your 10th time with us and we know that you never go more than five to 10 miles over speed limit. You don't have harsh braking, harsh turns and you're not a a drug dealer running your car and just driving between, you know, 4 a.m. and and 6 a.m. every morning. Then uh, then we give you a discount on insurance. So we do daily insurance and eventually we'll be able to do hour to hour insurance. And that's where we're kind of going with this. We want to change the mold and mindset of insurance companies and start understanding that we want to charge people by hour and not by day and also giving them discounts for the, the good behavior, driving behavior. So if you have good driving behaviors, you want to make sure that you're rewarded for that. So that's our next generation of insurance coming out probably in 2022. And that's, that's kind of where we want to go with it as far as that goes. So we were able to like track that part of it and understand it. And, and the best part of it too is, is that we get to... Um, you know, be able to also, you know, one thing, one thing we're offering to is, is we're going to do peer-to-peer car leasing. So we're going to lease vehicles to people strictly to be on the platform. So if people want to get that car that they've always wanted, but it's not practical because they have three kids and they need to have four seats or five seats or six seats, they can get that sports car for the weekend. It could rent for 10 days of the month. The other 20 days, you have a nice, fun sports car you can drive around and it pays for itself and maybe your mortgage, right? And so it gives the ability for people to get things for free. Like you can drive a really nice car and get paid to do so. Why wouldn't you, right? 
hundred percent. I love that. That's, a, that's yeah. so cool. And, and so what sort of, as you mentioned, like, so what's the sort of range for someone if they're listening to this, because we do have a lot of people in, in the US that tune in and Canada as well. And they're going, this is something I want to explore. Maybe I've got a base level car or maybe I do have a nice sort of car. Like what's the sort of revenue that could be generated and what's kind of like the pros and cons for those sort of people? Yeah, so it, it's very different in where you are in the country. So it's a, it's a great question because we get that a lot, and that's where that that's how car calculator comes comes into effect quite well. But it really it really it's just different. So the Ferrari, we have a Ferrari, for example, 2017 48. That Ferrari goes out, I would say, ten times a month, but it goes out for like eight hundred dollars a day. So you add that up, and you know, ten times that's eight thousand dollars U.S. And the car is a Canadian car, so um, there's no payment on the car, but it, it pays for itself within the next year or two, two years, three years, depends. Sometimes that car's out for more than 10 days a month. So the wear and tear on that vehicle is very minimal. We have like a, a mileage, like um, maximum of 60 miles or 100 miles or 80 miles, depending on the car. So that's, that's the high end side of it. Then you have as low as like an I3, which is like a $20,000 car. Those cars rent for $50, $60 a day. Right, but th- those cars will go out. They're electric cars. They're very practical. People use them in bigger cities all the time to move around. And those cars are going to be more of like cars that we just leave in certain areas, and then people can find those cars on the app and just check in, check out, and move move the car to the next location. And it could just be spread out all over because they're not really the high end cars, so they're either, able to do that. And then the Joe, like the Joe average person that has like a, a Kias and and the Mazdas. They rent anywhere between 80, 90, 100. Sometimes when there's like big conventions coming into town or there's like a shortage, there's cities right now that have a massive shortage of uh, rental cars. And the reason why, because when COVID hit, a lot of these rental car companies didn't have any renters, their rental cars going out. So what they needed to do is sell these cars. So that they sold these cars at auction. And then now that we're getting back into the market, we're getting things are opening back up. They don't have enough cars because no one was building cars either while people were in COVID. So there's a shortage of supply. So right now, there's an opportunity in certain areas of town where a lot of people go to, like Honolulu, Vegas is big, Miami, so is uh, you know LA and 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 uh, Orange County and San Diego. So you could charge your 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 little fiat. You can charge a hundred dollars a day, or you can charge your mass one hundred and fifty because there's no other option, right? So it really it really kind of flows and ebbs with the, the the supply and demand of what's happening in your area for sure. Nice. And so I'm assuming then for the for the host, if, if it's your car, you can kind of like block out. I'm assuming if you go, cool, I love to drive my car on the weekends. It's blocked on the weekend, but during the week, yeah. it's it's a free game for people to be able to to be able to rent out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Most people, just like Airbnb, you can block out the times of when you're going to be at your house. Like I, I come to the U.S. for a month, and you go back to Canada for a month. And I'll block out the month that I'm away and, and, and I'll try to rent out my place on Airbnb and it pays for its mortgage for the whole year, usually two or three months. That's it. So it's the same thing with the cars. We can block off. You're going to go on vacation or you want to have the car for a trip or you want to block it off just for weekdays. Um, it's totally up to you. You're the, you're the, you're your own, you run that. It's like a little bitty, mini business and you run that as you want to. So that calendar is yours. Nice. And so how many, um, obviously you mentioned you've, you, you personally have your own range of cars. Like how many cars are on the, on the platform now? If people are going traveling and they're like, this sounds like a great idea for me. Like how many normally, like, would you say in general area, if I'm coming, let's just use Orange County as an example. If I'm coming in, like what's the sort of like selection that I have available? Yeah, so we're we're new, obviously, and we we just came out probably in November with our first beta version, and we had or like overnight we had like over seven hundred ho- seven hundred vehicles that wanted to get posted. A lot of hosts that with other competitors have like two hundred cars or hundred cars, and they 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 service Uber drivers or Lyft drivers and or the taxi cabs maybe, 
um, or just have a huge inventory to rent out. So we, we, we just peel that back a little bit. So our security, our backend is where it is now. So as we're rolling out now, we're probably, depending on what area you go in. So if you're in, like, cause we're in LA, we launched there first. So LA, Orange County, you're going to have like 200 cars to pick from, but we just launched in Dallas and Vegas. We probably have about 25 to 30 Dallas, we have about a dozen of 24 because we just got it there like a week and a half ago. And then we were, were launching and we're just launched in Miami and like 19 other cities in the US, according and with Honolulu as well. So we're trying to like roll out at the same time as like obviously with COVID, there's a big, there's a big, you know, people don't want to get in other people's cars because of COVID as well. So what we did is we found this technology that sprays the interiors down. It's called, I think it's called Stiffy, I think it's called. I forget the name of it, but they spray it down. It lasts up to six months on the, so no viruses can stay on the surface of the interior. So we, we, we have one of our ads we have, it shows these guys coming and spraying all the cars for us. So we want to make sure that we're, everybody was safe when they went in the cars too. So that's a big piece of what we wanted to do when we were rolling out to make sure that everybody was comfortable getting the cars as well. Beautiful. I love that. And so obviously at the moment it's like expanding all across um, the U S and then you guys are going to Canada and then potentially Europe is next. Is that, is that kind of the game plan? Yes. So we're, we're actually officially approved in, in the province of British Columbia right now. And then we're about to sign with Ontario this, like this week, if not next, but we won't be actually there live probably till I would say June because it takes a while for us to ramp up the inventory and get hosts on board. And then, but British Columbia is going to be a little bit better. So my, kind of where I, I grew up in Toronto, but I've lived in, in BC for almost 20 years going back and forth to the US. So I have a lot of, a lot of cars we have there will be able to be like up and running by June 1 for sure. So that'll be a big presence And Ontario is huge. So Toronto has got, you know, I think, I think almost like 50, 60% of the whole country's population is in the province of Ontario. So yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And now as we're getting towards like the end of our time here together, I always like to ask this, the same question again, which is, is there any question which I didn't ask you that I should have? I don't think so. I think they're great questions. Like every question you had, been really thought of, thought of, and most of the people that come to our platform, they're not very technology driven. So we try to make our technology very user friendly. So if you're out there and you're using our technology, you ever have any 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 kind of like any kind of recommendations for us to make things easier on a user face or things that you maybe had some troubleshooting on certain things, please feel free to reach, reach out to me. My email is greg at carshare.com. We spell share S-H-A-I-R. And we're love, we love the feedback. We want to make sure that our technology is user-friendly for every type of, if you're brand new to technology and if you're an absolute you know, you know, developer, we want to make sure that it's, everybody has the, the same look and feel. It's cool, it's fun, and it's just, most importantly, it's easy to use. We want to, we want to build value for our users. We want to have raving fans as our, as our clients and we, we want to make sure that their voice is heard from the beginning. Amazing. And obviously you mentioned the, the website there. If people are hearing about you online, is there anywhere else where they should go to kind of find out more about what you guys have got going on? Yeah, I think just our, our uh, Instagram is big too, to share um, S-H-A-I-R, your car and our website's good. Any questions you have, you can find us on, on DM us on, on Instagram or just reach out to me. Like my email is again, it's just greg at carshare.com. So we'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. Amazing. So guys, if you know anyone that would be interested in hearing more about this, hearing more about how these guys got started and kind of identified the problem and, and then managed to overcome it, especially in these crazy times as well, like I got to give you guys a, a big kudos for doing that in the in the midst of a uh, crazy uh, pandemic going on in the world. Like that, that's just amazing just to see what you guys have been up to there. So absolutely amazing. Guys, share this episode with someone else that you know could benefit from it. And Greg, again, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you making the time.
Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was nice meeting My you. Pleasure. And uh, I look forward to it. I love your show. So thank you. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. Thank you.